This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for ways for my son to get involved and give back in our local community. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, is also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies for living a happier life. This week we'll talk about why you should have a system for switching bags and why you should think about your discussion style. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretch, I'm happy to announce that I am drinking coffee right now out of a happier mug. Oh, yeah, you ordered one. Great. I did off your website, and it came, and I, of course, I absolutely love it. Because you know I'm a mug person. Well, no, I was partly inspired because of your shrine to mugs. I was like, oh, we should have a mug. Yes. Um, Elizabeth has a mug for everything. We should should have a mug for the podcast. We should. Although being a mug aficionado, I must say, I think we could do, I love this mug, but I think we could do even better. Ooh, wow. How so? It's white with yellow and blue, and I'm thinking it needs to be yellow, uh, the mug. And then Mm. I'm not sure how we do the design, but... I feel like this is a great start, and our fe- I feel like our mug is going to evolve and get even <laughs> more awesome. But right now, it, just, it has it has our logo on it. Yes, and it, and it, and I do love it, and I will be drinking a lot of coffee out of it. Excellent, excellent. And you can order the mugs if you go to my website. If you want the 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 pre-evolved mug, you can buy one now. It's on my website. If you go to GretchenRubin.com under shop. If you hit the shop thing on the top vertical, uh, you will see the mug there for sale. Um, and Gretch, you probably won't even get one because you're an underbuyer, and you'll be like, I don't want another mug in my house. Except that I was like, I need to order this mug so that I know what p- other people would be getting. So I did order a mug because oh, for that did. reason. So I do have a mug. But um, yes, you're right. Because we, because people get so many mugs for free, it would be hard for me to be like, I'm going to go out and buy this this mug. But this mug I do have. And I love this mug. So Yes. 
Um, <laughs> let us know if you get a mug. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> okay, so Elizabeth, this week our Try This at Home tip, I have to say, is pretty. It's, it's specific. It's a very specific small but extremely annoying problem that can arise in happiness and if you fix this problem you will be a lot happier and it's about having a system if you are switching bags and it was inspired by something that happened when we were in San Francisco together the day that we were getting ready for the live show so do you want to tell us what happened that day yes so I um, I have a huge heavy purse that I usually carry around uh, from the car to the office and such but I did not want to bring that bag to San Francisco because I knew I'd be walking around a lot so I did the dreaded switching of the bag <laughs> and what ha- I was so sure I, I was thought I was so careful like I had my sunglasses I had my wallet I had my you know my icebreaker mints I had I thought everything and then when we uh, were in San Francisco I went to ch- I, I have a you know I have type 1 diabetic I have a wireless glucose monitor but it has to be um, I have to sync it up with the thing where I actually prick my finger the old school way. And I went to do that and I realized that I had forgotten my actual kit to test my blood sugar. And I flew into a complete and utter panic, meltdown, you know, head spinning around. You were there. You saw it. Yeah, I was there. We were in the we were you were we were in the hotel room in San Francisco. You and you had your very like chic little bag next to you and all of a sudden you're just wigging out and I can't even really even understand what the problem is, yeah. but I'm like getting increasingly agitated. Seriously, this is like a big problem. We have to I'm like this is an urgent problem. And you were so annoyed because you were like, I thought so carefully about do I have every single thing that I need because I'm doing this very dangerous thing of switching bags. And you thought you had thought of everything. I know, and I will say there's a happy end of the story, which is we just went to the amazing Walgreens down the block. That's a whole other topic, though. San Francisco <laughs> Walgreens. And they had a uh, travel monitor of this. It was like $12. And I got it and I was able to test my blood sugar and all was well. So it was totally fine. But it did uh, highlight the issue of bag switching. Well, I mean, we've all done it. We've all had that thing where you think, oh, well, this one time I don't need that little bag that has the extra Band-Aids in it because what are the chances I'm going to need a Band-Aid? And then, of course, it's like the time when you most urgently need a Band-Aid. Yes. So what are our tips for dealing with this problem of switching bags? I have a friend who she has a very clever solution where everything is in a zip bag. So she has her larger bag, but inside that is just a bunch of smaller bags. So one has um, like cash coins and her bank card but no credit cards and then and then in a, another place it's her cr- credit cards are in a bag and then there's a bag that has like cosmetic-y things mm. and like band-aids that's and you know over-the-counter pain medication that kind of thing and then her sunglasses are in their own case and so you don't there's nothing you just she just moves all the bags back and forth she doesn't use any deliberation Nothing can be left behind, and then she just brings it all from one bag to another. So I thought that was a pretty good solution. It also probably keeps her bags nicer and cleaner, too. Yes. You know, I have so many bits of, you know, mints and papers and 
pink and all this sort of on the bottom of my bag. Receipts. Yeah. No, I really tried to adopt this zip bag thing and it works very, very well, I have to say. Gretchen, when we were talking about this, I remembered I read an article in People magazine from 2008 where Hillary Clinton said she uses color-coded mesh bags for organizing makeup, sunglasses, gum, lozenges, etc., um, she said, I hate digging through a purse. These mesh, me- these mesh bags are one of the greatest inventions of mankind. Mom is a devotee of the mesh bag, by the way. And she actually wears through her mesh bags. Like, that's how much she uses them. She will wear a hole into them. So Yes. <laughs> um, and now Karen in Salt Lake City gave us a great strategy, which was she always keeps her keys now in the front zip-up pocket of her purse instead of just being anywhere in her purse. And she said it's helpful because they're right where they're supposed to be. You can put your hands right on them. You know right away if they're there or not. So that's another thing about if you have designated areas in your bag where stuff goes, that makes it easier to switch bags too. Absolutely. Then the other thing you can do uh, if you're really organized is have just duplicates. Mm. Now, I couldn't do that, obviously, with my, my blood glucose monitor. But if you have... In each bag, you have your icebreakers, yes, your... a pair of sunglasses. Yeah. You know, that would be good. I always say I'm going to do this, like, at work. I'm always saying I'm going to have a bag at work that has some blush, some deodorant, a toothbrush, floss, sunscreen, and, you know, have I ever done this? Guess. No, but this would be a good present for me to give you. I'll give you like a the d- 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 shadow bag. It'll just exactly duplicate. The shadow everything. bag. That is such a great name. <laughs> I need a shadow bag. Yes, we all do. Well, you know, and what I do is I just never switch bags. You know how you're supposed to have like right. match your bag to your purse. I like have this backpack. Um, and mom's always like, "Are is are you gonna bring your backpack?" Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, "Yes, I am." Um, I now I did grudgingly finally buy one purse, which I will you use. You did, yeah. And then when I was cleaning out your closet that time, you gave me that little red clutch, which I actually yes. I did take from you, and I used that. But I basically use my backpack like way more than I should because of this problem because I'm scared to switch bags. Yeah, you wore. You speaking of wearing through, you wore through that your first backpack. Oh yes, you're absolutely. on backpack number two, right? Uh, at least, at least because the the zippers break. That is the uh, Achilles heel of all backpacks. Yeah, I find the whole bag thing so daunting. Like I will buy a bag, and then I won't use it for seven months. Like it'll just sit in my closet. I'll look at it. I'll see it. I'll think I want. I'm like I want to use that bag. But I am so intimidated by this whole switching of bags that I don't dare. I just don't dare use it. Like to put it into circulation is just too risky. It is. It's like God knows what will happen. So I need I need to get this whole mesh bag thing going so that I have like the freedom to to carry a a different bag (laughs) should I so choose. The next time we're together, this is going to be one of the things that we will do is we will we will we will establish the shadow bag in an, in one of your new unused bags. And I have to say, this isn't just a purse issue because Jamie has exactly the same problem with his own like because he's kind of got a gym bag and then he's got kind of a thing that's sort of like a proto briefcase. And then he's got like a tote bag thing that he uses. And it's never clear to me like exactly the, the, the logic behind which one he takes. And, they, and there's constantly... Like, where's this? Where's that? His problem is more like papers, maybe because men, like a lot of their, like their keys and their wallet and stuff they put in their pockets. But yeah, but, but this issue of switching bags is just clearly yeah. like 
we all need to have a strategy and a philosophy. Yeah, and Gretch, I would guess that our listeners have some good yes. tips about this. Yes, this is the kind of... <laughs> we'll hear yes. a lot of good tips. Yes, I'm please, sure. listeners, let us know. Let it, This may be one of the few things where there's not an app for it because it's right. like they always have an app for everything. I don't yeah. know what the app for this is, but um, yes, I'm sure that people have had come up with many, many, many clever strategies. So please let us know and we will share We will share them. Yes. Yeah, and if you want to let us know what it is, um, Twitter, Facebook, drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com or as always, you can go to happiercast.com slash 55, this is episode 55, for all the links and contact information, anything else you want to look up uh, related to the episode. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. So, Alyssa, this week you have a question that you propose to help us all know ourselves better. Yeah, here it is. Does lots of discussion make you feel comforted or make you feel anxious? Ooh, yeah, you good know, one. Yeah, we touched on this in an earlier episode because um, I talked about how Adam doesn't like to discuss things at length, and I do. Um, that was sort of surrounding the issue of fertility and, uh, you know, how to potentially expand our family or not. I wanted to have sort of endless discussions about it, and Adam's just more of a... Um, short discussion person, let's say. <laughs> um, and I think that this is a problem with people because, you know, how you, how you like to talk about things, uh, if, you, if you know how you like to talk about things and how someone else likes to talk about things, then I think there's less conflict because, again, it's, it's the thing where it doesn't feel personal. Right. Right. It's not like you're not listening to me or you're not interested in what I'm saying or are you like we, we why do we have to keep revisiting this over and over? Haven't we talked about this? It's just like you like to talk about things at length and I like to talk about things at short and um, neither person's right or wrong. It's just we have different styles. So how do we come to a place of peace rather than feeling you know angry or neglected or, or frustrated or whatever? And, you know, Elizabeth, you mentioned that earlier, so I became much more aware of it. And mm -hmm. um, it was really helpful. It's been really helpful for me because El Eliza is a junior, so she's starting the whole college process. Wow. And it's very clear that I'm like you, and I like to have a lot of discussion. That makes me feel comforted, and it makes me feel like, like I know what I need to do, and I've really processed the information. But clearly, Jamie and Eliza do not feel like a lot of discussion is comforting. Mm. And... 
I have to bite my tongue so many times because I'm like, every chance I get, I feel like plopping them both down. I'm like, let's have a big hour-long discussion about this. And I have to keep reminding myself, this just makes them feel anxious or, or resentful. Like, it, it's not helpful to them, yeah. even though it's helpful to me. Yeah, and that is so hard to accept. Like, yes. I always think, well, Adam just must not be realizing what I want to <laughs> talk about or he would want to talk yes. about it. I, yes, yes. And so I, I, and I'm now starting to, to try to say, okay, he doesn't want to talk about it. Or what I do is I say, I did this last night. I'll say, I know that you don't want to talk about this, but I need to talk about it for me. And then he'll do it for me. It's just so often I present it as I'm discussing it for him because I think he needs to talk about it. But if it's, if I acknowledge that it's me who needs to talk about it and he doesn't, then I get a better, um, I get a better result for discussion yes. I've learned and I've kind of done the same thing though I didn't really understand that's what I was doing until you said that but with with Jamie and Eliza it's more like thinking about well what actually need is there anything that actually needs to be discussed and settled on and limit it to that ah. rather than having a big thing where a lot of stuff is aired and discussed which is what I would prefer but like can we get in and get out clearly and I realize like a lot of times the actual nut of the discussion is like a teeny tiny thing but I want it to be you know, it's like, it's like a five minute conversation crammed into an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I'm the exact same way. And I think this is something at work and at home. I don't think this is just like a, a home relationship kind of thing. I think it's a work thing too. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm lucky because Sarah, my writing partner, she's certainly willing to discuss and discuss and discuss. So I think a little bit less so than I am. I think I'm more of a discusser than she is. Like, I think there are moments when I can push her over the edge, for sure. (laughs) But in general, she is a discusser. So that's good. I think that makes us have a much more harmonious relationship. I don't think we could do it together if one was very much one way and one was the other way. And one of the things I love about doing the podcast is like, we do, we will discuss, discuss, discuss the two of us because we're both that way. Whereas with my writing, I don't really have somebody like that. And so I think you're really fortunate. And it's interesting when you think about like a team or like a a collaboration or any, any, in in a work situation, if it's something that you need or something that you want or something that you want to avoid. Yeah. Well, so let us know, um, are you a, uh, do you like to discuss at length or what's the opposite of at length? That's short. I I, I keep thinking about that. Do you like to discuss at length or not? Um, And how do you handle that if it makes a conflict with another person or um, just generally your observations about um, if this helps you know yourself better, because it's it's a really fascinating question that I don't think people talk about that much. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for a listener question. Uh, one way to reach us, uh, by the way, is to leave a voicemail question at 774-277-9336, or easier to remember, 77-HAPPY-336. So this, this, this listener question comes to us from Bo uh, in the UK, and he writes, I'm a 22-year-old guy who considers himself to have an addiction to technology, or perhaps that's the excuse I give my long-standing procrastination. Every day I come home from work and have these set ideals of sitting down and writing my blog or working on one of the hundreds of writing project ideas or even just reading a book. But somehow I always end up eating, watching a show on my laptop while browsing on my phone. <laughs> I've recently moved to a new house, which is having major renovations. So I can really only use my bedroom, which makes it my dining room, living room, and office. 
Do you have any advice to get me managing my time better and focusing on projects? Mm, boy, he, he needs to take the tendency quiz for starters. Yeah, take the tendencies quiz on happiercast.com slash quiz to find out your tendency because that will be very helpful. Um, but even even though we don't know Bo's tendency, I think there are certain things that might help him. Um, one is using the strategy of scheduling and the strategy of convenience. Um, one way to do that is to set times where you do not access the internet. And you can do that by using software because there's software you can use that will shut down your laptop or shut down your phone for certain periods of time. Um, and so it, it just you can get on if it's sort of an emergency and you need to, but you can use this you can use the technology to shut down the technology, and then that's going to make it a lot easier to do other things like read a book. Yeah, Gretchen, you can also do what um, Jake Knapp, remember who was on episode forty nine, our live podcast. Um, what he does, he uses a timer to shut off his internet. Uh, so he sort of the decision is taken out of his hands. Um, well, and one thing is Bo has got his laptop and his phone. So whatever he does, he needs to go to both <laughs> devices. Another way to use the strategy of convenience is just to put like take your laptop, take your phone and like put it in some really, really inconvenient place in your apartment. Um, you know, put it, in, zip it up in a bag, put it on a high shelf of a closet so that you can't just run over and get it. Um, you know, and you're like, I'm going to put it there from six to nine. And I'm, that's a great, yeah, idea. I'm really just not going to go get it. You know, and it's interesting too, because he's having a move or he's having a major renovation. So one of the things that I write about a lot in Better Than Before, along with strategy of convenience, strategy of scheduling, is the strategy of the clean slate. And this is that when we have a major transition in our lives, um, it's easier to form new habits. And often the most effective transition comes after a move when you move from one house to another. And a major renovation is kind of like moving from one house to another. Um, and so maybe he could say to himself, when the renovation is done, I'm going to have completely different habits. Like I'm never going to open my laptop uh, after mm. work, or I'm never going to, you know, just think about what we clean slate, clean slate. So what does he want that to look like? And so that's a very easy time to form new habits because the old habits haven't set in yet. Wow. All good suggestions, Gretchen. But here's a great one that I heard. Okay. So strategy of pairing is when you like if there's something that you want to do, you pair it with something that you want yourself to do. So like if you want to watch Game of Thrones, you only watch it on the treadmill. So this woman um, emailed me and said that she only can use social media while she's doing squats. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I mean, that is really going to wow. cut. That's really going to cut your social media time down or else you're going to be have like incredibly strong. Muscles. That is um, so that's another thing he could do is use pairing or like at least standing up, you know. I would love to see a little video of <laughs> her doing squats and using social media. I know. Yes. If anybody, if you're listening, I can't remember who sent that in, but uh, it was a great idea. So send us a little video of that. That would be great. And I'll post it on my site. Excellent. Um, but so that's a great listener question. Again, um, I'm sure people have a lot of great, great ideas about that because it's something that comes up all the time. So many people have yes. this feeling of not being able to disconnect from the internet. It's really, really common. Um, but fortunately, there's a lot of things to do to attack it. Yeah. It's a question for our time. It I is. Say. It is. 
The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. Okay, Elizabeth, you're up with a demerit. Now, and then you give this very intriguing tease. What's, what's with the monkey and the banana? All right. Well, you know, I've been taking this mindfulness class, Gretch, uh, Jack's school, which I love. And um, I mean, this demerit is sort of like it's it's. Pr- uh, let me just talk about it. It's not like a traditional demerit where it's like, oh, I I did something really bad. It's it's more of a sort of a philosophical uh, demerit for all of us to contemplate. Uh, so the in my mindfulness class, the the teacher was talking about this Chinese. I don't know if it's a proverb or a story, metaphor, but it's basically you have that in China, they'd put a banana in a coconut. And you know how coconuts have those little holes in them, right? Right, yeah. Um, and then a monkey, well, this is how they trap monkeys. A monkey would come up and he would stick his hand in the coconut to get the banana. And then he would be unable to get his hand out and the banana. So... Mm. You know, because the banana wouldn't fit back through with his hand. So he would see trappers coming and approaching, and he would not let go of the banana. Even though he knew that his freedom was about to be taken away, he just couldn't let himself let go of that banana. Right. So it's a metaphor, obviously, about... um, Well, first, I think it's actually true. They actually did this. (laughs) But... Secondly, um, it's just a metaphor about how we all hold on to these things, these ideas, even when they're taking away our freedom. It kind of reminds me of talking about the precious that we talked about a yes. while back where it's like, you know, it's bad for you and yet it's precious to you. And so you can't give it up, even though, you know, it's kind of enslaving you. Exactly. And it's like an example would be I was thinking like, you know, um, I really went through this period where I wanted to move. But Adam wanted to do work on our house. And it was like, I was so holding on to my banana, which was the idea of moving, (laughs) that I couldn't let myself see the renovation and why it was such a good idea and move forward. And so it was like, it, it hurt you know, it hurt me and Adam by extension. And that I, like, I was just looking at the one thing and not doing the other, you know? Right. And I think everyone has bananas, right? We all probably have them multiple times a day. There are things we, we hold on to, even though we know if we let it go, we'd be happy, you know? I mean, even like probably petty grievances. Oh, well, can I just say what mine is? Yes. It's the duvet cover. It's the duvet cover. My banana was that I didn't want to have to do it. I wanted us both to have to do it. And the fact is, 
in the end, I have to do it because I care. Like, Jamie doesn't care if the red is the wrong red, you know. But I do care. And my banana is just not being willing to say, if I want it done my way, I have to do it myself. I just resisted it. And then then he went ahead and did it and did it wrong. And now it has to be undone and everything. And if I had just let go of the banana, which is that I don't want to have to be the one to deal with this. Like, it would have just been overall simpler. And I would have gotten the result that I wanted. And by the way, he's he's so right. Our coverlet is just so anyway yes i think you're so right about this so now i'm trying to recognize the bananas and let them go (laughs) i think it's good they're called bananas it's kind of it is right it's like pickle it's a funny word yes yes um all right well that's that what's your gold star oh i'm so excited about this gold star this is something that i have loved my whole life and elizabeth i know that you are right here with me on this one and that is scratch and sniff i love the scratch and sniff technology i wish that there were many more scratch and sniffs everywhere. It used to be that magazines often had scratch and sniffs. What happened to that? Let's bring it back. Um, one of my, I was thinking about some of my favorite children's books. Do you remember, Elizabeth, The Sweet Smells of Christmas, a book that we had? Oh, yeah. Right? I read it. I'm re- reading it to Jack every year. Absolutely. About a little bear, and there's the smell of the orange, and the smell of the fir tree, and the smell of the hot cocoa, and it's so fun. It's so And great. when you were little, you had your scratch and sniff collection. Yes. I Scratch and sniff stickers were my life. I had I had uh, notebooks full and boxes full. And yeah. Like, I remember the grape jelly sandwich uh, scratch and sniff stickers so well. I can picture exactly what they look like. Well, and they're still in, in Kansas City. And so I have to confess, I go and like leap through them and scratch <laughs> them and sniff them. Um, and do they still smell? They do still smell. Some of them like popcorn don't smell as much as some of some of them do. Um, and now there's this whole thing of like bad smell scratch and sniffs, which I also int- like find mm-hmm. intriguing. <laughs> Um, but when I wrote Happier at Home, I had this whole thing about smell and the power of smell, and I was got really into perfume. And um, for that, as one of the kind of promotional items, we had this bookmark that had scratch and sniffs on it. And I was so excited by that. And now I'm like, oh, and my secret fantasy would be to write a scratch and sniff book like Sweet, Sweet Smells of Christmas because mm. I, I just think that would be so fun. And I bet now with scratch and sniffs, I bet they can do much more complicated, interesting smells than just like orange and grape and strawberry and fir tree the way they used to. I'm remembering, Gretch, my favorite scratch and sniff book, which was uh, Professor Wormbog's Gloomy Kerplopis. <laughs> and I read that to Jack whenever we're home because it's in Kansas City. And yeah, you can barely smell like, I think they even have like a cucumber as one yes, of them, which is yes. kind of a random scratch and sniff. Oh, I know. I know. And you just scratch and scratch and scratch and scratch and scratch, hoping hoping to get that smell. Yeah. Um, but anyway, but I am one of the things that really, I, I think that we don't, tap into this power of scent enough in everyday life that's one thing that I really like I'm always trying to tap into more because I think it's really powerful and a great source of happiness and scratch and sniff is just so playful and fun I just love scratch and sniffs so gold star to scratch and sniff so we got bananas and scratch and sniff this week yeah (laughs) very tactile and that's it for this episode of happier remember to try this at home develop a system for switching bags please let us know if you tried it and what works for you the clearly there's probably a lot of solutions out there that we have not thought of let us know thank you to our producer henry malofsky also thanks to andy bowers and laura mayer of panoply 
Gretchen's on Twitter at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And as always, if you want to read about the show, if you want the our contact information, if you want any links to any anything, the books that we've talked about, the scratch and sniff books, for example, that we've talked about, any any kind of images that might have come up, you can always go to the post on my blog, which will go with the show. So all you have to know is the number of the show. It's happiercast.com slash the number of the show. The number of this show is 55. And you can comment there too. And we love to get comments. So check it out. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework.